What's up, guys? We are back with the I Am Unqualified podcast. How you feel about that, Spence? I'm super pumped to be back and super pumped to get this episode going. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk this week a little bit about um, someone that me and Spencer know personally, Lily Durden, and uh, whoop, whoop. you might know Lily by in a couple of different ways, maybe. Uh, you've heard her sing or play the drums, and she is absolutely a killer on the drums, by the way. For sure. And um, Or you might know Lily because she has her own podcast. and um, We'll shout that out later on. We'll let her shout that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, coming up pretty soon, we're going to probably be doing um, a lot of interviews and just getting to, to know some people really interesting people that we might know personally or um, that are just doing big things in our community. So um, with that. Yeah, we're, we're excited to reach out and hear, uh, you know, topics from other people, whether it's a pastor or a business owner, or uh, in this case, Lily does a little bit of everything. She's a music artist. Uh, She does a podcast. She has a social media platform. Um, she kind of does it all. So we're, we, uh, we really feel like God is kind of leading us to, uh, uh, interview type podcasts. Um, so we can hear out more people, uh, and reach more people. Yeah. And I really think you guys are going to love this episode of the podcast with Lily. Uh, like I said, she, she's the bomb. She's a jack of all trades, kind of does a little bit of everything. So with that being said, let's get into it. Let's go. get this thing going so today like we said we have lily in uh lily durden um she's a jack of all trade she does a little bit of everything uh so lily if you just want to open us up and tell us a little about yourself we'll uh, hop in yeah um thank y'all for that introduction um yeah my name is lily durden i'm 20 years old and yeah i love music and i'm really passionate about mental health awareness and yeah sweet uh and that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today um lily has really um kind of taken um her story and how god has worked in her life um she's really used her story to be an advocate for mental health awareness um because it involved her and her personal story. And uh, I feel like God really used that through you um, and is continuing to work in you. Um, so if you want to, you know, just give us a little bit of your story, um, maybe a little bit into, you know, what motivated you to to get into kind of music and, and what kind of motivated you to do this uh, mental health awareness. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in a Christian household um, from the beginning. It was, it was, you know, never missing a Sunday. Um, I went through a lot of difficult things in my childhood and things that really just challenged not only me, but my family as well. When I was six years old, um, my dad passed away from committing suicide. And um, it was something that at the time it was really challenging because I was old enough to remember that it happened, but not old enough to understand. And, um, it was just super challenging and caused me a lot later in my life to, to have a lot of things. Cause I never really processed that, but yeah, I was raised in a Christian household, went to church. And when I was, I, I got saved when I was like young, like I remember saying the, the sinner's prayer, but, um, it wasn't until I was like, 14 that I really like gave my life to Christ. I was at a summer camp and I realized I was like, Oh, I actually don't have a relationship with the Lord. Um, and just gave my life to Christ. And, you know, I, I started with worship ministry 
uh, at a pretty young age, I always loved to sing because um, my mom sang. And so it was just, we grew up in our house. We all sang. And um, so I always loved to sing. But Let me just say her mom is a killer singer, by the she's, way. She's, she's the best. She's the bomb. Yeah, she's 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 the bomb. I grew up just singing all the time. And, and I started learning how to play the drums when I was probably like nine. And um, when I moved up into my youth group, um, I saw a need. I remember my very first Wednesday in there. It was like the worship team was great, but they had no drummer. And so I was like, um, that needs to change. And I went up to the worship leader that night and said, I will play drums for you. That's and awesome. yeah, I did it for, uh, I've done it since then. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and yeah, I, I loved music and, and really playing drums in church just opened up a whole nother world for me of just like, it, it gave me so much joy because that was something that I was lacking, I think, in my life, just given so many circumstances, you know, losing my dad and, and just like, you know, those teenage years are kind of terrible. So um, it, it gave me so much joy. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful that um, I was able to kind of have that as a part of my life. And um, yeah, but I my high school years were pretty rough. Like I said, I got saved at 14. So that was like right before my freshman year of high school. And the Lord really tested me my freshman and sophomore year with different temptations, just like, just like things that I think everyone goes through in high school. But, um, it, it really tested me and, um, tested my faith and, um, ended up, losing some friends my freshman year and um yeah but I I was I was lucky after that because I I was really bummed out from from losing these friends in my life and so I kind of just really wanted to find better friends and I started praying like Lord just please send me best friends in my life because that's really what I wanted and um he did and um at church, I, I became really close, um, with this one person and, um, just, I just saw the fruit of, of our friendship. It was just such a, such a, a God thing. And my, the summer before my junior year of high school, um, me and this person actually started to get close with somebody else. So the three of us kind of became a group. Um, and I was like, vibing. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. Like, and really just loved both of them. And we hung out a lot that summer and going into my junior year, I was like, this is going to be the best year ever because I'm 16. I can drive and I have these awesome friends and it didn't take long for that to change. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started my junior year and these friends in my life from church, I started to notice that they were getting really close. And I, my heart was kind of broken because, especially because one of these people I considered my best friend. And so to see her get close with somebody else, it was really, really hard on me. And I was just shocked and heartbroken. And um, it was it was really challenging. And I ended up going into 2019, the new year. I remember vividly me being like at the end of 2018, me being like, yeah, like 2019 is going to be my year. I'm going to leave all this in the past. <laughs> and it's funny cause that didn't happen. And it's usually how it goes. Yeah, literally. And so going into 2019, I was still dealing with all that stuff and just really was bummed out. But I did get to a point probably like, April or May where I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, there's nothing I could do about this. And, uh, actually had a conversation with both of them where I was just like, I'm sorry for any way that I've acted. And I forgive you guys for everything that's happened. And we were able to kind of reconcile those friendships, which was awesome. And so going into that summer, I was like, yeah, like this is it. So at this time you're still, you're still playing drums, still involved at church. Oh yeah. So these are 
Okay. Yes. So good spiritual uh, community. Got it back. Yes. Um, and it's, it's good that you mentioned that because this summer I really started to struggle with burnout, which was something that I hadn't struggled with before because drums was always something for me that gave me so much joy. And so I was like playing every service that we had and for five years killing it by the way. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I, I started to not have that joy anymore and it was really hard. I just felt like, man, like I, this is like one of the one things in my life that gives me joy. Why, why does it have to be like this? Um, but also that summer, my Nana, my mom's mom, got really sick and went into the ICU and um, we had to go stay at her house and I hated it Um, (laughs) with all respect to my Nana. I hated it. Um, And it was, it was in that room at my Nana's house that I would, I got to my lowest point and I realized, I started to realize I was like, okay, this is depression. Like, and that was something that obviously I was scared of my whole life, given yeah. my dad and, and you know how he passed away. Like it was something that I was like, you know, really scared of. So and, was this the, was this the first time or like, you know, ninth and 10th grade, like, did it ever really creep in at all? Or was this like the first time you actually, it was, it was the first time. Um, I mean, I struggle with things early on, but like, uh, more for me, it was anxiety those first few years. And so I was just terrified at this point. Like I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and it got to the point, it was just like every day it was just getting worse. Yeah. I, I was waking up every morning. It was just getting worse and worse. It got to the point where it wasn't just depression. It was suicidal thoughts. And so I don't remember the first time that I experienced that, but there was a day that was, uh, I mean, it's a mile marker for me. Um, It was June 26th, 2019, the day before my 17th birthday. Um, I woke up that morning and I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to make it to my 17th birthday. Mm -hmm. Like I was Mm -hmm. going to do it that day. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know how, it's, it's literally by the grace of God that I made it through that day. And it was a Wednesday. So I had church that night and I played drums at church. And I remember saying to the Lord, like before church, I was like, Lord, if there's hope for me, show me, show me tonight. And worship, I, I just wasn't feeling it. Like I was just burnt out and wasn't feeling it. And then in the sermon, I was like, I'm not feeling it. And I was like, okay. I guess there's no hope for me. Mm. And so I was driving home and I was like, that's it. This is it for me. And I got inside and I saw my mom and I immediately just broke down in tears. And I, I came to her. She didn't know about any of it. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, was it kind of like put on the mask when you go to school oh, and yeah. be with your friends. And, oh yeah. It yeah. was all of that. And, and she didn't know. Mm. And, um, I told her everything. I told her the thoughts that I was having. I told her what was going on. And, you know, to my surprise, I thought, I thought she was going to be like, you know, freaking out, yeah. but she was so calm. And she said, we're going to pray right now. Mm. Mm. And, she laid her hands on me, prayed for me. And it was like the most powerful prayer that has ever been prayed over me. And I know that because of that prayer, because of my mom, that's why I'm here. Like, because that I I was going to do it. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for that too, because like, it wasn't until a month later that a lot of things kind of happened in my life. But like at the time, like that would have been it for me. So I'm just, I'm just so grateful for that. And for the next month, it was just kind of like a roller coaster. It was like, okay, like, yes, the Lord has shown me that there's hope, but what am I supposed to do about this? Because it's not getting any better. And, um, 
it was crazy because I had completely forgotten that I had signed up like two months before to go to a conference called motion conference in Birmingham. And, um, my whole youth group was like going and I was like, Oh gosh, I cannot believe that I signed up for this. I don't want to go like, this is so stupid. And I got on a van, went to the conference. And I mean, like, it was just insane because the first morning I remember waking up and just my mind was just like flooded with suicidal thoughts. Like Mm. you don't have purpose. There's no point in you being here, all those things. And I just remember being like, okay, I just have to get through this weekend and then whatever, whatever I do after this, you know, that's it. And I, we went into the arena that morning and it's like 15,000 other students like around my age. And I remember just kind of being like, okay, I'm here. I guess I should like embrace it. The worship started and it was just their worship team at that point. And I was like, okay, like I'm just going to go through the motions and like, all right, whatever. And it was like right after that, their pastor came up and he was like, I want to bring a friend of mine up here um, to sing for you guys like an unreleased song and he was like it's it's my friend cody carnes and i was like your friend cody carnes okay (laughs) (laughs) and um so cody carnes like came up and again it hadn't been released it hadn't been released at the time but it was run to the father it's a good one yes such a good one and um I mean, as soon as he started singing the words, I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. Like it was like, it was like, okay, Lord, you are speaking directly to me. (laughs) And I just remember thinking like that nothing has ever been more clear. He's speaking to me. And like, I just started to cry. And I remember when it got to the bridge and the lyric that really, really convinced me like that the Lord was speaking to me was, um, running into your arms is running to life from death. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder if Cody Carnes like wrote this song, like with (laughs) me in mind or something. And and so in that moment, I I knew exactly what I had to do. And I was like, Lord, I'm running to you. This isn't mine to deal with. You went to the cross and, and I literally just laid it down, laid that depression down and he freed me from it. And it was so crazy too, because right after that, the pastor came up and preached about depression and suicide. And I was like, wow, like nothing has ever been so clear. It's just crazy because ever since then, like, like even, even though like it hasn't been easy since then, cause I don't want people to think that I'm just like, you know, yeah. living my best life all the yeah. time. But, um, the Lord reminds me all the time of that moment and, and the freedom that he gave me and the joy of that moment. And, um, it's truly something that I will never forget. And, um, you know, I'm just so, so grateful that the Lord saved me because I know for a fact I wouldn't be here without him. So. Wow. That's, that's so good. And I really love one thing specifically because you mentioned like your mom, whenever your mom prayed over you and how powerful that was. And I think, I think that it's so important to note how powerful prayer is. Prayer is when it's in passion, when you pray in passion, right? Because, um, I mean, that's, you could call it a spiritual discipline or whatever, but it can get routine and, um, whenever you pray in passion like that, I think Spencer knows this probably um, better than I do because he, he told stories about Africa and whenever these, these African uh, villages would pray, it was just so passionate and you, it was evident that um, the spirit was living there. I think that um, that's such, that's such a good word to not, not only the church, but to, to, us personally and our um in our prayer lives and 
I think it's cool too, just to have that relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes. I think that's, uh, and, and I get to kind of see, you know, you guys on Facebook kind of post back and forth, but I, I think y'all's relationship is such a, a cool example of, um, just you went to her with everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of times we can take that for granted and, and think we can't. Um, but I, I just think that's a, that's one of the things that kind of has stuck out and I've heard your story a few times, but I think that was one thing of just the fact that you went to your mom and her reaction wasn't like, Oh my gosh, Oh my God. You know, she, she was like, let's pray. Um, so Props to her for one, because I I think that's absolutely amazing. Uh, And the fact that she prayed in such a way that, you know, you could just feel God's spirit with you. Uh, I I just I love that part. Um, And another thing that kind of stuck out to me um, and I heard it on your podcast and you kind of said it again today. um, But the fact that, you know, you were going through all this. And there wasn't you know, you were still going to church and you were still, you know, you were there on a Wednesday night and, you know, even that morning at that motion conference, you're surrounded by uh, all these, all these believers, but the suicidal thoughts were still there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's just, it just makes me, you know, take a, a step back and like, just because, you know, this student is here on Wednesday nights and he's, he or she is, you know, smiling and happy and praising and are on the worship team. Uh, I think it's important that, you know, we do a better job of making ourselves available to people um, mm-hmm. and and really having a relationship with people. Um, and I know that even in your circumstance, you had relationship and it was still kind of, I'm sure, hard to tell people. Yeah. Uh, but just checking in on people, I think that that part of your story was just a kind of an eye opener like, you know, who else do I see on a Wednesday night that can still have that smile on their face and be going through the same thing? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's a, it's kind of a gut check to, to take a step back and, and really, um, you know, it's not about just showing up and, you know, Hey, what's up and letting it go. Uh, I think that just shows how important relationship is. Um, because I mean, I, I personally can't imagine myself in that situation, but, thinking of it and hearing of it kind of, like I said, makes me step back. Um, yeah, man, you're, you're, it's just a powerful story. Yeah. I, get, I, get, I get chill bumps when I, when I hear it. Uh, I, I love that story. It's such a testimony. Um, and I know God has definitely used your story, uh, not just here at Redemption Church, but I mean, you've made a, a big impact all around. Uh, I even had someone reach out today and uh, (laughs) he's a little older guy and he was like, I can't wait to uh, hear your interview with Lily. I'm pumped to hear it. Me and the family are going to listen to it. So um, I just think you've you've definitely impacted more than you know. Uh, Your story has definitely impacted. Um, But we wanted to jump into a few other things also um, that really tie into, um, you know, what your story and how God has taken your story and kind of used you and how he's continuing to use you every day. Uh, so we'll kind of jump into some, some mental health awareness, you know, um, and, and what you're doing with that as well as your music. Like getting to this point where you are right now, like what, what do you think from your perspective the biggest challenges that maybe um, maybe the church or um, the church leadership comes or faces like whenever it comes to these kind of mental health and uh, depression and anxiety, these kind of um, very important, by the way, um, discussions and um, things like that. Um, I think the church the biggest challenge that we as a church can face is choosing whether to talk about it or to not talk about it Mm -hmm. because the thing is is that when you may not realize that you're choosing not to talk about it it's kind of like like an unconscious decision but when you're doing that all these people in the church that are struggling, where are they going to go? 
because not everyone has a mom like mine. Not everyone has relationships in their life. And so when, when you're choosing not to have the conversations, it's, it's not helping them to have a safe place. I think one of the things that um, I've seen that really sometimes can kind of get me a little fired up (laughs) um, is that I think there are people who have come to the church and said, I'm struggling. And a lot of times the response is pray about it. (laughs) And I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. And the thing with that is, is that not that I don't believe that prayer doesn't work. Prayer works. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but when you're saying that, you are discrediting what they're going through mm-hmm. and you're not hearing them for what they're going through. And I think that it's important um, to listen to people, not just say, pray about it and yeah. move on. Like, take the time of day to have those conversations, listen to people and and really just check in on them. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good word. And also I would, I would like to point out that maybe a lot of these things might stem from someone not believing that they are good enough or they're important or that they're not heard, that their voice isn't heard. And uh, I recently read uh, in a book that we like as people, as human beings, we have a desire to feel important that is almost as deep and we need it almost as much as we desire to eat and to breathe. Mm. And I think that's so important just to hear people out. And because once someone's voice is heard, they feel important. Right. So, um, man, I think that's so good. Yeah, that's a good, good word. I, I personally have struggled with this in the past and it, it has been a, a point of like, daily of reaching out to people because i i was one of those people that tend to brush things off i would i would you know be like well you know here's a bible verse (laughs) this is a good one uh so i feel like and i could see that in in church um it's an easy out to just say hey go pray go pray about it and then that gives you know seven days before i you know have to face that again um so I personally feel like that's something that needs to be also made clear of like just how important spiritual, not not just just community in general, having friends there, having family there that you can, that you know you can talk to. I know I can go to the two or three guys that I've gotten close with and I could tell them anything and it's not going to be a a brush it off kind of thing. Um, So I think that's, that's so important. Um, And I think it's important to be heard that, you know, it's not necessarily practiced how it should be. Yeah. Um, we, we don't quite see that as often. Like I said, I've, I've struggled with it. Um, I kind of like to get out of uncomfortable conversations as fast <laughs> as I can. So Yeah. And it is uncomfortable yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, so, but how much have, cause I know me and you personally, like, is there anything that we haven't really talked about person, like personal, struggles or yeah, I mean I feel like we haven't necessarily hit on everything as friends like that but I know I could like I could come to you and say hey look this is what I got yeah and I know it's not going to be a brush it off kind of thing you know yeah but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is we have done that yeah, and yeah, and there's sure. been growth there for sure right for sure and I'm sure Lily you have several people in your life that way too for yeah, sure for sure um so, so through, you know, through that, that moment of, you know, before your 17th birthday, just that feeling of, I'm not going to make it, um, to now how God has used you. Um, we kind of wanted to jump in on, you know, how important mental health awareness is to you. Um, cause I, I know you've got, uh, born for purpose and we definitely want to hear about that. Um, but just, you know, how has your story impacted you to make you want to, you know, be an advocate for this and to reach out and to have um, kind of such a platform um, now to raise awareness? Because uh, I feel like it's 
it's definitely easy to struggle with that and kind of make it through and just not want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. You know, just want to that part to be over with. Yeah. Um, so what what kind of has sparked that in you to to really like, I mean, you're all about it. Like th- this is something you're passionate about. And we can tell that. Yeah. Um, so what what kind of has has continued to lead you in that direction? I think whenever I personally went through it, it really hit me hard in a way where it made me think a lot about my dad and it made me think a lot about because my dad was the goofiest person in the room, the funniest person in the room, always a smile on his face. You would have never known. And when I went through it personally, I was like, man, like these people don't, they also don't realize that I'm struggling And so I, I've, whenever I got through that, my first reaction was to be like, I'm ashamed. I don't want anyone to know about this. And the only person who knew in my life was my mom. And, um, I, I didn't tell anyone. And so, and COVID that was like right when COVID hit started to do like devotionals over zoom with just um, a group of my friends and we started like inviting more people and an opportunity kind of arose for me to kind of like share that. And I did. And I was kind of like taken back at like how people didn't judge me for that. And, um, so then it it was a few months later, we came back, uh, my youth group, we came back to church and my youth pastor pulled me aside and he was like, Hey, do you want to share your testimony one night? And I was like, (laughs) Um, I don't know about that, but I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, let's do this. Ended up sharing my testimony and several students came up to me and said like, this is something that I struggle with. And so I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm starting to think like, wow. Okay. You know, I think there's more people that struggle with this than it seems. And so I, um, I just, you know, from then I just kind of like started just posting just on my personal page. And, um, I just wanted people to know that I was an advocate and that it was important to me and that they could talk to me. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you gave, you know, even on your just personal, like you, you told your story and were open to having people, um, to, to discuss that with you. Um, but Tell us a little bit about, you know, what came out of posting that on your personal page. Uh, I, we can jump into Born for Purpose. What is Born for Purpose? Yeah. Uh, and why you created it and um, just kind of run us through it, what it is and, and, you know, how people can support it and and just how important it is to you. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I started posting things on my personal page and it just like – I just kept thinking to myself, this isn't enough. I want to do more. I want to do more. And um, I decided that I was going to start uh, just an Instagram page. That's what it really started out as was just like, I'm just going to start this and just post some encouraging content. And that was that. Like, And so I started that and started that. It's been a year now. And um, just kind of started posting stuff and I noticed that people were like, they really liked the post and like shared it to their story. And I was like, people are relating to this. Like this is, this could be something. And again, I just felt like after doing it for a while, I was like, this isn't enough. Like I still need to do more. And, um, it was actually a Sunday. I want to say in like November, um, this past November, I was talking to Luke Killam and he was like, he was like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> wait a second, you're on to something because I had already obviously had recording equipment and I was like, that's no problem. Like, yeah. and so literally like that week I was like, I recorded the first episode and that's I really, 
didn't know what was going to come of that. And I was nervous that I was going to run out of topics. <laughs> we are too. <laughs> That's why we started doing interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. The second season I was like, uh, yeah, interviews. <laughs> but um, started recording those episodes and just the first one was just kind of like sharing my story. And then from there, just kind of talked about different um, topics to do with mental illness and mental health. And, um, you know, I, I just, again, it was just, it was always like, I just want to be able to do more. And so I really born for purpose is really, I like to say it's a safe place for people struggling with their mental health because not everyone has a safe place, um, to have those conversations. And, you know, I always, want I always want to make it clear like that my page I always say like my DMs are open like if you're struggling like let me know like I'll be there for you and um and I think like I want through Born for Purpose like I see so much in the future for it I'm just right now trying to navigate what that is and just really trying to connect all this to the gospel because that's really the the ultimate thing and yeah um as far as supporting born for purpose um right now i am doing donations on my website um because it is national suicide prevention month and uh just want to to use our resources the best that we can to prevent that and um so you can donate on my website, Born for Purpose Co. I think it's like Wix site or something like that. <laughs> but, um, and then of course, you know, just sharing the post and um, just- what's your, uh, what's your Instagram handle? At bornforpurpose.co. Like it up. Yeah, run it up. <laughs> um, She's on Facebook as well. Yes, and that one's just Born for Purpose Co. Um, but yeah, and, and as far as, the future and, and kind of what I see is um, I've had a lot of conversations recently with a lot of people and who are kind of on the same, like see the mission and, and want to help out. Um, and so we really see this as like a conference in the future. Wow, wow. Um, I actually had a, it was crazy. One day I was just like spending time with the Lord and I had a vision of just like, people in all out worship people who struggle with mental wow. illness yeah and wow. i was like hmm like i i really see this and so um just you know in any way that you can like especially with prayer i would say <laughs> that's a big way you could support sure. um just pray for the future of it because i really see big things yeah yeah conference would be dope <laughs> yeah and uh that sounds sick just uh, I'll throw this out there. If you need some hosts, I think the uh, I am a qualified podcast. Yeah. We really yeah. uh, love that opportunity. For you guys would actually be my first choice. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I love that. Uh, I I see your post every day, um, and quite often I see other people sharing the post more than I actually see it on your page. I see other people sharing it. Uh, I know I there's been days where I was like, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'll keep that one, you know, in the back of my mind all day. Uh, but I know there's tons of people that are benefiting from that, um, and I'm sure there's people benefiting from it. And you probably never see them interact with the post or anything. But it, I'm confident that it, it has probably uh, reached so many more people than than you could imagine. Um, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's much needed. Um, I think it's cool because I'm sure you've seen this thing grow and grow and grow, right? Yeah. So I think it's cool at any time I see something because you, your message is so raw and so real. And um, any, I, I think personally that people are just searching for something raw and real and something true. They're really searching for truth. And uh, so anytime I see something like what you're doing, see it grow. Um, I'll, I'm always reminded that 
people really are still looking for something that's truth and something that's real and um and your message is so i think it's really cool to see things like that um, grow i've seen it grow me and spencer yeah. have seen it grow and i, I love that I, I love to see things like that and the fact that your like mission is to how can i continue to tie this into the gospel how can i continue to reflect you know jesus in this message um i think that's i think that's the the deal sealer there i think a lot of those people that are searching for truth you know when you tie something like mental health or anxiety or depression into you know well let me tell you this you know and and you can really sit down and have a relationship and explain the gospel to somebody um and for them to take and you know it impact you impact them like it has in your life um yeah. i think it's truly um that's you know there's not really words to describe that um i think born for purpose is legit go buy some merch too she's got yeah, some yeah. merch out yeah. uh but you know the last thing we, we kind of wanted to jump into um well, is your music yeah so we're gonna back we're gonna backtrack all my, the way back bad, to the bad, beginning of bad. the ep- <laughs> to the beginning <laughs> of the episode we are going to talk about your okay, music yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked a lot about it right at the beginning though and how you know the drums brought you so much joy and and all of that and i think it is so cool because I know that me and Spencer see, we can literally see it on you, how passionate you are about that. And um, so I guess my question is like, is there something deeper connected to your music and whenever you play drums on Sundays or is it just, you know, all of your hours of practice that we just see? Um, I think for me, it's really sometimes this is going to sound a little crazy, but, um, my mom tells me all the time. She's like, cause my dad never knew me as a drummer. And she tells me all the time. She's like, your dad would love that. <laughs> and so sometimes that's, awesome. that's when I feel closest to him is when I'm playing the drums. Oh, wow. Um, but I also think that like, for me personally, before I get on platform anywhere, um, any church, you know, any event or anything, I always think like, this is for the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think sometimes it could be, especially as a worship leaders, you know, that's, that's one of the biggest things we struggle with is like ego and getting up there and just wanting to be like, let me show you this cool thing. But for me, um, it, that's, a, that can be a challenge sometimes, but I think for me, it's just like, remembering that like this isn't for the people in the congregation Mm. this isn't for anyone but the lord Mm. and it's for his glory and so yeah yeah that's awesome that's so cool and um i'm sorry i hate i hate to tell you this but uh I'm still going to be just cranking up that ego. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the hype. Keep the hype. Because you really do shred the drums. (laughs) We we make a comment about it at least three or four times a week. Oh, my gosh. I swear we do. We're not even kidding. You know, I used to play the drums, but I could never even get, you know, close to Lily shreds for sure. Drums, guitar. Uh, do you play anything else? Harmonica, maybe. Uh, no, <laughs> I play. I uh, funny though, because my pop played the violin, Dang. and um, he I gave it violin, to me. Bro. Um, I never learned. I've always Dang. wanted to learn, but um, I play the ukulele as well, and key, a little bit on little piano. Keys. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So you, aside from the drums, your personal music, um. You got some good stuff. You got some new stuff. <laughs> I, I just listened to your crying in the car. Oh, I thought yeah. you were asking her. That was pretty if she good. Had some good. No, stuff. I know she's got good stuff. I listened to it. Yeah, like me sitting over here, like yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I I hit her up on Spotify quite often, actually. Every time she releases something new, appreciate um, it. But what what is you know that is your music's? It's not like worship music, you know. No. Um. So what you know. How did you know? How did yeah. you maneuver into that? And you write all your music, correct? I do. Yes. So you write all your songs. Yes. Um, 
post them to Spotify. She's her own record label. Yeah, it's pretty Stud. sick. Uh, just, but how did that come about? Like, have you have you been doing that forever? Or um, so I didn't learn how to play the guitar until I was fourteen, and so I sang and I played the drums, but it was really hard for me to write songs with just drums. Yeah, and so um, I told my mom I was like I need to learn something else and got a ukulele then got a guitar and um as soon as I got my guitar I started writing it was just like it just felt so natural um and I think a reason for that is that like songwriting just it I I don't always um have a place to like vent um, and like talk. And so songwriting gave me that ability, um, by being able to like write it down and sing it. And, um, yeah, so I really, you know, ever since I was a kid, I just, it was always like my dream to make music. Um, and I never really anticipated that being possible. Um, but you know, when I graduated high school, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into how much this stuff costs. And I realized I was like, oh, like it's not as bad as I thought. And so bought all this stuff. And that summer after high school recorded a whole album of songs that I wrote, songs that I wrote like when I was younger, but also like newer songs and just went after it. And I think, um, I think it's just been so cool because I, some of those songs, like I would play for people like before I, I started releasing it stuff. And like, it's so cool to just be able to like, say like, Oh, my song's on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it laughs> um, but yeah, I, um, I, you bringing up worship music and like the fact that it's not worship music that has been a huge question of mine because I, it was so easy for me to write just like personal songs. But I remember like the first time I sat down and was like, I'm going to write a worship song. I was like, uh, yeah, no, I can't more, do it. A little more of a, I feel like you have to kind of, I feel like I would overthink trying to write a worship song. Like, yeah. Cause is this good I enough. Mean, you overthink a conversation this, we had in the well, car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like nothing you can write is like, is this good enough? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's for the Lord yeah. and it's like this. Uh, yeah. I've only written like two. I had to write one last summer when I was in the residency program. It was like all of our projects. We had to write a worship song. Um, and mine was, out of Psalm 139, which was pretty cool. But, um, and then me and Anna wrote a worship song. Nice. And uh, I don't know if y'all, you remember that, but we played it. Um, we played it yeah, at, at one. Grow group. Yeah, yeah at one I grow group, that. I think. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I've always been so like self-conscious about <laughs> that. I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. I can see that being tough. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I mean, I couldn't even imagine writing a song period <laughs> we see a passion um from you through your music um through I, i've kennedy listens to your music too when we're in the car um uh, so I, i've gotten to hear uh, it's very you've got very you're not like one you know you've got a different sound yeah. on a lot of your music um i think it's cool i think it's really cool that you you know you step out and kind of write you know how you feel um, yeah. again, I can't imagine writing a song. Um, I don't even express my feelings period. So I, I couldn't <laughs> write a song, but, um, I, I think it's cool. Uh, you've got a lot you do, um, podcast born for purpose page, the, um, music drumming, worship leading, Chick-fil-A working. Yeah. I mean, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Chick Fil A will give us an ad here. <laughs> but, <Or fire>. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but we we just wanted to uh, you know close out and um, we kind of wanted you to give a call to action. Mm -hmm. um, you know whatever you feel um, a, a next step for people, whether it be someone that is struggling with mental health or whether it be someone who you know could have a change maybe in that. Um, 
you know, that, that, um, feeling, you know, somebody that could talk to people, um, on either end of the spectrum, you know, what is a good call to action when it comes to, to this topic? Yeah. Um, I would say to anyone struggling with their mental health, turn to the word first, um, and just really seek the Lord, um, in that. And I know, you know, it doesn't mean that it's just going to magically go away, but, um, it definitely does help. And I think also, um, if, if you feel like, if you feel like you have people you could talk to in your life, um, talk to them. Um, but if you don't really feel safe for that, um, turn to board for purpose. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we will help you out. But I also want to say like to, to people who don't really struggle with their mental health, but want to know how they can help other people, um, be available, Mm. just be available. Like, reach out to people. I think that's so, so, so important because I know just how much it would have meant to me um, when I was going through that. Like I probably would have just broke down if someone would have reached out to me and been like, how are you? I probably would have been like, I am not good right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just think it's important. Reach out to people, check on them, check on your friends. Um, it, It can be as simple as a text. It can be as simple as a phone call. Like it doesn't have to be like this, huge thing um and you don't have to like take on the responsibility of being that for somebody because that's a huge responsibility but i mean have those conversations you know Mm, that's good well i can say that i have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that yes that was that was such a good episode such a good word first interview yes lily you have been fantastic thank you and we really enjoyed having you on yeah just uh, a quick shout out one more time to your pages if you want yeah uh, before we leave um at bornforpurpose.co and that's on instagram facebook and tiktok and then um my music page is at lily dirty music Sweet. And listen to her podcast on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Born for Purpose. Uh, and she kind of gets into more detail of kind of stuff we talked about today. Um, other than that. That's Lily Durden, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remember to uh, rate this five stars uh, and share it with your friends. I will be doing that. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's butter these biscuits. Out of here.